Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode uh, 798. And I'm excited. We're almost to 800. And episode 800 is going to be a special one. And I'm excited about that too. But today I'm going to ask you a question. Who did you used to be? Now this whole show, of course, is about helping you whoever you are, wherever you are, live a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. I am quite sure that you already have some or a lot of that in your life. You already feel a sense of purpose. Maybe it comes and goes. Purposes that I hear about a lot when I talk to different people is they have a family. Uh, Maybe a couple has children and a purpose is to raise them well or educate them well or Take care of them in some way. I have a client and friend who has a kid with special needs. I have a brother who had that experience, and it's ongoing for him. And so that's a project. That's a purpose. Prosperity, purpose, prosperity, and joy is what the ultimate life is about. My definition, now you, you, I encourage you strongly to create your own definition. What is purpose, prosperity, and joy for you? I don't know what it is, but I know for sure that it's much easier to live there if you know what that looks like. Now, one of the mistakes I used to make is I used to intentionally pursue some of those things. I am going to I'm going to create a lot of prosperity. That was a big that was a big monster for me. I'm going to create a lot of prosperity and Creating that prosperity meant get lots of cash at all costs. That led to a lot of dark places. That led to a lot of bad decisions. That led to a lot of feeling like I didn't trust myself or didn't know myself. Purpose, prosperity, and joy are not equal. If you know what your purpose in life is, prosperity will follow. Joy comes as a result of you and I doing what we know we're called to do. I saw a, a brief interview, a part of it. I didn't see the whole thing. It was on a reel on one of the socials, and it was with a fellow named Jonathan Rumi. <clears throat> and you may not know who that is, but if you haven't watched uh, on YouTube and now in theaters and in mainstream uh, television, you can see something called The Chosen. The Chosen. Now, that's a series. Um, the, the forecast or plan is it's going to be seven seasons. Each season so far has eight episodes. Season three has been published. It's all crowdfunded, and it's one of the most spectacularly successful crowdfunded productions ever, if not the most. Last time I checked... 
there were 550 or 60 or 70 million views on YouTube. YouTube is where it was first released. Now, The Chosen is about Jesus Christ. And it's made by some Christians, but it's not really denominational in the sense that it allows one particular dogma. It just really explores the historical events. And it does it in a very powerful way, a way of believing. In other words, believing that this man, Christ, is the Son of God, but without endorsing any particular religion. Now, it's interesting because Dallas Jenkins, the producer, the director, got a lot of flack from his own denomination, his own sect, as it were, because he allowed people of lots of different sects or pieces of Christianity to participate. He was intentionally being inclusive. So anyway, it's a fabulous series. Three seasons are done, which is 24 episodes. I've seen all of those, and they are uh, perhaps the best depiction of the life of that man in history, Jesus Christ, that I've ever seen. Powerful, moving, the actors are amazing. And the cool thing is it's all crowdfunded, and that in itself is a staggering accomplishment. Anyway, the actor who plays Christ is his fellow Jonathan Rumi. And out of character, not in his character, that's where I was introduced to him. I didn't know him as an actor before that. So when I saw this clip... Uh, on a reel, and I saw the face, I thought, man, I I think that's that guy who's playing Christ. And the person asking him questions had asked him something about being typecast in Hollywood. And his answer was, I used to hear that a lot. Aren't you worried that people will typecast you? Because he had long flowing hair, and he, he looked a lot like many pictures of, of Christ that you see. And his answer was interesting. His answer was, I don't even worry about it. I just do what I feel guided to do, what God wants me to do. And he's very clear that his path through life is to follow the intuition of the Spirit, to do the things he thinks are right and good and best as dictated to him by the Creator. And that led him to where he is now. He played this, is playing past three seasons, and number four is underway all seven seasons, which will take at least three or four more years because it takes about a year for them to crowdfund and then produce a season. So it's going to go on for several more years, and I'm excited because every episode you watch, it tells you how you know the crowdfunding is doing for the next season and all that stuff, and it's amazing, the testimonials. The reason I tell you this is two things. One, I think you should go watch The Chosen regardless of your religious affiliation, for a couple of reasons. One, it is a testament of what people can do when they choose to. Remember when Notre Dame, the cathedral, burned? Within a very short period of time, a billion dollars was raised. What? A billion dollars was raised. Yet we have trouble supporting our local charities and keeping people from being hungry and homeless. So when people are motivated... Anything can happen. So this enormous crowdfunding is a testament to what people can do just because they're trying to do something good. And I'm not talking about converting someone or anything else. The idea that we're spreading a message of love and kindness and that sort of thing, which is central to the message that Christ taught, 
which is the central message of every denomination, caring for each other, love, kindness, forgiveness, that sort of thing. Anyway, so that's one reason to watch it. It's a powerful message. And two, the presentation is is accurate. And of course, there's creative license taken to fill the backstory because the directors and a friend of mine is one of the executive producers, uh, Daryl Eaves, the executive producer, one of the executive producers is Daryl Eaves, who's a friend of mine. And he holds a summit every year called Vid Summit, which is going to be in October, which is just a couple months. So the, the, the message of its existence is one reason to watch it. The second reason to watch it is that it is a powerful message of unity, love, kindness, forgetting our petty differences and insisting of being right and everything else. So there's a, some powerful reasons. Anyway, Jonathan's interview said he just follows intuition, inspiration, and does what God wants him to do. I'm not trying to convince him, you, or anyone else to believe in God in a particular way. What I've noticed in my own life is that when I chose to follow the direction of intuition and divine guidance, life got easier, more fun, and happier. I had enough. Prosperity was created. Joy was a daily occurrence. Now, that didn't happen because problems went away or I suddenly created a zillion dollars or a million people signed up for my coaching programs or bought my books or anything else. It happened because I had a purpose, and my purpose was to serve and to love and to lift and to bless. My commitment this year, as you know, if you've watched many of these episodes, is to help 50 million people discover their divine gifts, to love and serve by creating with their life story and the gifts they have. I'd like to help you. That's why I'm doing this road to 50 million. My year ends October 14th, which is only about seven weeks or so from today, so we're going to make it. We've exceeded our goal of reaching that audience. But that doesn't matter because we're still at it. And on October 14th, I'm going to set a new goal that's larger. Because my commitment, as long as I draw breath, is to help as many people as I can, you included, understand who you really are. What does that mean? It means that you're a divine being created by God for a purpose. If you want to know that purpose, you can know it. You can be guided, you can feel it, and you can make a difference. It seems to me that the purpose of us being here is to love and serve each other, to do what I just said, discover and fill you know, our purpose while we love and serve each other, and at the same time go through all kinds of difficulties and hardships and struggles so we can personally develop. No road through life is easy. No road through life is without bumps and bruises and sometimes big ones. I'd mentioned this before, but I read something that said at any given time in a sample of people, more than 50% are going through some terrible hardship, really hard things, death, bankruptcy, loss of job, you know, failed relationship, some big thing, not a trivial thing. So that's what comes with purpose. When you make a choice about a purpose for your life, you can have prosperity and you can have joy. Now, Prosperity gets a more expansive definition when that happens because you're looking at prosperity as your relationships, 
with everybody else, with God, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about how you show up in the world, all that explodes when you declare a purpose. Here's one of the mistakes I used to make. I used to think that I was going to somehow have a revelation or an Amazon box or read a book or go to a conference that was going to deliver my purpose. It was going to arrive with such impact that I knew, ah, there is my purpose. And that knowing was going to provide the dedication to overcome all the challenges and obstacles that are inevitable. Well, I don't know about anyone that has received purpose that way. Every person that I know has chosen a purpose in spite of hardships, trials, setbacks, barriers, obstacles, screaming, the universe seems to be conspiring against me and everything else. So there seems to be a twin pronged experience here. One is to discover our purpose, declare and discover. It's not digging it up in the yard, but to declare a purpose and then go through hell and high water to fulfill that. Not to do it easily and do that fulfillment in the context of loving and serving others. So that is a discussion of purpose. Prosperity flows from that. You can make all the money you want. There's an infinite amount of money and you can have all you want. But I found in my life that the reckless pursuit of money created misery. Now, in the last 16 years, I've been pursuing my purpose first. Serving, loving, coaching, helping people realize who they are, what they can create, and helping them do that, which includes helping write books, helping create programs, helping market the programs, helping them make a living, make money, overcome the negative voices and choices. That's the purpose that I've declared. But it has been with all kinds of opposition, setbacks, negativity, struggles, naysayers, and everything else. I've simply decided that no matter what they say, I'm going forward. I'm doing this. And I'm going to do it till my dying breath, just because I said so. And because of that, I've been through my share of trials and hardships, and I've told lots of those stories here in different episodes, but I've also created enormous prosperity. I have enough. I need absolutely nothing. And it comes from declaring and living into that purpose, period. So the ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, they're simultaneously. Purpose comes first. It's a declaration and a continued refinement. Prosperity comes from living true to that purpose. And joy is a foundation and byproduct of the whole process. I feel joy even on days when there are struggles. Just because I know I'm living true. I'm disciplined and I'm focused on my purpose. I had a beautiful chance this morning to be on a podcast to 100,000 writers. And the host of the podcast asked me to come because he knew I had a host of best-selling books and so forth. And so I did, and I spent as much as I could of the time in encouraging every writer that might listen to love themselves, to get disciplined and to write and to share their story with the world. I told him, look, I need your story. Everyone needs it. We all have this myth that we're not good enough. We don't have a story. We're not important. Nobody will read it. That, that story is common to every one of us. Every person that I talk to has their own share of hardship, struggles, and challenges. 
So if that's the common uh, commonality, I guess, between all of us, then the thing that sets those apart who we look at is, wow, they did it, are ones that pushed through that and did it anyway. So that's about purpose, and it, it plays into the question of today's, who did you used to be? I wrote a, a bunch of things about who I used to be a little while ago, and it was not pretty. I used to be a drunk. I used to be a drug addict. I used to be a pathological liar who imagined that somehow I could bluster and bluff my way through life. And there were lots of other things. And I am no longer any of those. So that was true. It is no longer true. But that transition from one thing to the other, there was a lot of blood on the floor, a lot of struggle, a lot of focus and fierce determination to create something new, to create something better, create something more fulfilling. When I was pursuing money, position, and everything, I did it from a hollow place. I needed more because I didn't have purpose. So who I used to be as a person who was trying to do what everybody else thought I ought to do, trying to please people, trying to live to someone else's definition of having a good life and doing what's right and all the rest of it, instead of choosing to create my own. That transition from living someone else's life to defining and living my own has been the most profound tradition and or transition that's ever happened, a huge, life-changing, light-from-the-heavens transformation. But it didn't come to me. It's something I created a little at a time. And so the truth of who I used to be was a, a blind man walking around not knowing, struggling, trying to prove I was okay to myself and to others, and then flaunting everything I had in sort of a you know, bragged, braggardly way, trying to make myself cool. None of it worked. It's all hollow and empty. So the question for you is, who did you used to be? The next episode, we're going to talk about who you are now, but I want you to just reflect. A year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, who did you used to be? Sometimes people look back and say, I, I long for the good old days. Five years ago, ten years ago, that was the happiest time of my life. Why would a person think that? I don't know if that's you, but often what I hear is, then I had less troubles, then my finances were okay, that was before the crash, that was before COVID and -and so-and-so died, that was before my partner left me, that was before some one or more catastrophic events, that was before I had cancer. And this event in between has destroyed me, made me sad, hurt, broken, incomplete, Why do we let that happen? What prevents us from being a beacon and a light right now? Like the stories of those of us who quit or are destroyed by those hardships, those stories aren't written. They're not inspiring. They're sad. We might know people like that and feel bad for them or sad for them, but the stories we write, the stories we look at, the stories we want to hear and that we play over and over again are the ones about people who got bashed, kicked to the curb, 
struck with illness, someone betrayed them, stole a zillion dollars from them or whatever, and got up anyway and finished the race. I saw a video the other day, <clears throat> seen it before, of a, I think it was a college championship. I thought it was the Olympics, but when I looked it up, I thought it was a college championship, a women's race. And partway through the race, one of the contenders who was up toward the front fell down. And, of course, uh, she got up, and, of course, then she was way behind everybody. And injured, she decided she was going to go all in, and she went all in and won the race. So, in a, in a thing like a highly competitive, high-level race, how is it possible for someone to fall down, go from first or second, I can't remember, to last, and then get up and win the race? It isn't because she was that much faster than the other women. It's because she had courage. She said, I'm doing this no matter what. So those are the stories that stick with us. And I want you to think about stories now because I I ask you, if you're playing with me here, to think about who you used to be today. If you look a year, five, ten years ago, who did you used to be? What are the stories that you have about what you were then. Like, I have tons of stories about brokenness. I now have a long enough period since the change. My change started in giant, radical, massive transformation. started in the end of 2007, beginning of 2008. Since that time, I have now enough years that I've got stories that start and end here in the middle. But I look back who I used to be, and I, it was all those things I said. <clears throat> Now I look back five years or even 10 and I see who I used to be and I see the continued growth. So growth is a path that anyone can get on. No one can prevent me or you from getting on the path of growth. Even if there are mean people around you, even if there are people who don't support you or even actively sabotage you, even with all that, with all that, you can still be on a path of growth. You you know, you might not be on a trajectory like this. Maybe it's gradual. You know what? If you changed who you're being, you may be perfectly happy with your being. Right now, you're being exactly who you want to be. Okay, fine. Most people I talk to want more of something. Happiness, growth, fulfillment, impact, more service, more money, more something. Well, even if your trajectory is slow, 2% grade, 5%, 15%, you're still moving in the right direction. So it's the direction that matters more than the cadence or the velocity. Who you used to be doesn't matter except for the learnings that it gave us about what to do and what not to do and the experience that it gave us. Every single thing, especially the hard things, especially the rip your heart out, bleeding on the floor things, Everything that happens to us gives you experience and can be turned for your own personal good and the good of those you choose to serve. Now, whether your service is in your community or your church or your family or you have a business uh, as a coach or a mentor or a consultant or, or you're a teacher who teaches you know, a group of people. I have a client right now who has a very interesting life story, and she's made a decision to go after helping a group of girls of a certain age group. And the age group is where they have terrible troubles with self-esteem. What the, what the 
you know, the framework, the world around them teaches them is body image and shaming and good enough and all the rest. And having had a lot of experience with that, she's now decided she used to be the girl that worried about that. She struggled with the after effects of that for many years. And now she's made a choice to be something different. So the stories of your change are what's important. So you used to be whatever it was. Here are the three key points. Whatever you used to be, tell the truth. Whether it was good or whether it was not good. Whether it was successful or unsuccessful. Whether it worked or didn't work. Tell the truth about who you used to be. And you can use different time periods. The thing that matters is from that place, what are the stories that describe your growth since then? A year ago, five years ago, for me, 20 years ago, what are the stories? What are the principles, the actions, and the activities that describe your arc? And I always use the shape of a rainbow because I think of the pot of gold down here at the end, right? So who you used to be is your starting point. It is the core element of your developmental story. Your story of success is needed, it's important, and it's valuable. Nobody writes stories about failures. The stories of your success are available to you right now. I didn't start till I was 52. You can start right this minute. Your direction is what matters, not the velocity. So whoever you used to be, accept it, embrace it, and love everything that it taught you. Love every hardship and struggle and trial because of what it taught you. Get rid of resentment, judgment, anger, frustration. They don't serve you. Revenge, retribution, trying to get people to apologize, or trying desperately to apologize to someone else. Maybe you made a lot of mistakes like I did, and you're caught up in the idea that you can't be done with it until someone comes and hugs you and says, oh, I forgive you. That's nonsense. Their journey of forgiveness is theirs, and they'll do that if and when they are ready. And if you or I wait until we get that, we're going to be maybe waiting forever, and we're tying up our own ability to bless and serve and lift others because of someone else's journey, timing. So cherish, tell the stories. If you want help, I have a book called The Story Arc. The Story Arc, Practical and Persuasive Magic for Speakers, Authors, and Storytellers. It's on Amazon. Uh, Get that book. Okay? And there's a process in there to help you find these stories. Stories of change, the stories of growth in your life and how to use them to help, to serve, to bless others. Continually, over and over again, people tell me in my coaching programs, well, I don't have anything. Or they say, yeah, what I have doesn't matter. Or they say, I'm too afraid to use them, too afraid to tell the truth. And over and over and over again, they find the stories, they find the courage, and then they say, this has changed my life. I can see how much I can do with what I already have, even coming from a place of, gee, I have nothing. The last question I want to visit about for just a minute is, why does this all matter? Well, it only matters if you want it to. You and I were free to stay stuck where we are. Wherever you are in the process of creating purpose, prosperity, and joy, or living in purpose, and full joy every day, you can stay right where you are. And if you don't do anything different, you will. If, on the other hand, you make a disciplined choice, and discipline remembers just reminding yourself what's important. So if growth and service and love, 
purpose, prosperity, and joy, if those things are important to you, then follow this process. Get the story arc. Use the developmental story matrix. Take ownership of what has created you to where you are today. So that who you used to be is a powerful starting point for the story of who you are now. It matters because you have a lot of gifts to give. You have an offering that's important. You have a story that will change people's lives. It's up to you as to whether or not you use it. Purpose, prosperity, and joy comes as a result of making a commitment to serve, loving yourself enough to unearth your gems and diamonds that come from the journey of your life right to the pot of gold. And then figuring out how you want to share those. Maybe you want to speak. Maybe you want to write a book, create a course, serve in your church or community. Each of those is more, more effective, most effective when you understand where you've been, where you have gone to. And most of all, look at those stories. What did you learn from that process? What I've shared today with you is something I've done. It's something I help others do repeatedly. If you'd like my help, reach out. This is part of my work help people identify their powerful stories and then figure out exactly how to use them to do the most good, to make the most money, and have fun. And the money matters because we all need it. And the more resources I have or you have, the more good I can do, the more reach I can have. Purpose, prosperity, and joy are within your reach and are available to you right here, right now, as you move forward to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is your ultimate life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.